welcome to Breathing Open Motherhood. I'm your host, Charmaine Newmark. I'm here to rewrite the narratives on what it gets to be like to live as modern mothers who are deeply connected to their instinctual truths, who thrive as mothers, who look back upon this time of our lives with absolute wonder and awe on how magic this motherhood gig is. This podcast is intended to be a source of inspiration only and not for specific or individualized treatment. Please always seek the advice of your health professional. If that's me, reach out at charmainnewmark.com before implementing any guidance on this podcast. Now, whilst I endeavor to not use any offensive language when I'm in flow, occasional cussing may slip through. So please be mindful around little ears. It is my deepest hope that these episodes help us rewrite the narratives together from a conversation of challenge and lack to one of openness, inspiration and liberation of our minds, bodies and spirits. I am so grateful to be able to do this with you all and enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Breathing Open Motherhood. I'm your host, Shamay Newmark, and today's conversation is all about winter wellness. I was musing on what I wanted to jump in and talk about and I have been in the trenches of three sick children and myself being sick and many of my clients being sick for the last two weeks. So I thought it would be helpful, I hope it is helpful, just to share a little bit about what I've been doing in my home from the perspective of a naturopath mama. Um, I want to just let you know before I start that this is not intended to be health advice, which I do cover in my um, intro, but This is really a sharing about how I'm supporting my own family. If you have any questions or any concerns or want to know whether it's helpful or relevant for your family, please reach out on all of the social channels. Um, And I just want to remind you as well that I do immune support consultations, which are acute 20 minutes online consultations. They're $40 um, where you can ask any questions and make sure, you know, that you're doing the best you can to support your family. So I will drop all of those informations into the show notes. You might notice that my brain is spazzing out um, because it has been probably the biggest two weeks of my life for a really long time. So bless my babies, one as one started to get better, the other started to go down. Um, at one point we were all four of us, so my three kids and myself were sick. And at the moment, we're living at my mum's house because our bathroom floor decided to collapse and we needed to get a new one. So we needed to move out to get a new bathroom floor. So we have moved into my mum's place and um, Josh, my husband, has been staying at home. So it has been next level of ninja mamahood. Um, It is hard work to hold space for little people when they're not well, Um, any type of of illness is really hard and challenging and I so get that Um, we have not personally had influenza before and we all had influenza Um, to me it felt very similar to what we experienced when we had COVID Um, the symptoms were very similar I kept testing us going I'm sure this is COVID but we kept coming back negative Um, but we did test positive to influenza and it hit us with a lot of chesty stuff, um, the aches, the chills and fevers um, and like a tummy flu kind of situation is how we all felt. So, again, very similar to COVID. So the past two weeks has been very much survival mode for me and I feel like I'm just starting to come out of it. The kids have gone back to school today for the first time in two weeks. 
I came back to work today and everything is starting to feel a little bit exciting, but my brain is absolutely fried from the level of space holding, let alone when you're not well. It is really hard to do that. It's really hard to space hold when you have a body aches and a headache and all of those things. Um, and then on top of that, here decided to start cutting some more teeth. So, yay. So please forgive me if words do not come out of my mouth properly, which they don't normally come out very well anyway. So this is just an extra layer of it. So let's just see how we go. <laughs> and hopefully I don't cough and splatter everywhere. So when did this all begin? So Wednesday, nearly two weeks ago, um, I got the call to pick up Charlie from school. So we thought largely it was only Charlie that had been unwell. Um, I was high-fiving myself going, yeah, I must be, I must have had this before and I'm not catching it. And I never really mind too much if I do catch what the kids have because I know if I catch it and Hugo catches it because I'm still breastfeeding, I'm able to produce antibodies through my breast milk for him. So there's almost a little part of me that's like, all right, if I have to get it, I'll take one for the team. At least there's something good coming out of it. So I wasn't too concerned about anyone catching it. I never am too concerned about illness spreading around the, the house because I kind of get it. It's just part of the process. It's part of the immune system. I know that if they get something now, it means that they're less likely to get it really hardcore next time. So it, it's never a thing that scares me. Um, or, you know, that I feel like I need to isolate my children from. Like, of course, I don't want to encourage them to, like, kiss and slobber and all of those kind of things, but it is a little bit inevitable. So the thing that I found really hard is that she was out for, like, five days really unwell and we were all fine. And um, I just thought we'd, we'd gotten out of it. Um, and then Hugo started to get sick and Sage started to get sick and then I started to get sick and we all just started dropping like flies and then someone would get better and then they'd go and crash down again so it was just a roller coaster um what we did from the moment that I picked her up I started on our immune support stuff so for me personally we can do immune support all through the winter that is okay for me personally if you've worked with me before you know that I use supplements as a sometimes thing uh, as a naturopath, there's a lot of belief around, you know, naturopaths and um, lots of supplements. And there's a lot of naturopaths that get lots of great results using supplements. For me personally, my body does not thrive having a whole lot of supplements. And I find it overwhelming. I find it physically overwhelming to always be taking something. It doesn't feel right for me. And financially, I find it overwhelming as well. They're not cheap, even as a practitioner, and I get them at a discounted price. Um, their supplements have been around for, you know, 40, 50 odd years. Prior to that, we largely used herbal medicine. We used food as medicine. We used sunshine and rest and, you know, all of those beautiful things. Supplements are still relatively new to our human body and I do not take them as a general support. For myself, being a breastfeeding mama who's still up every 45 minutes breastfeeding my baby, yes, I'm taking breastfeeding support. Um, but outside of that, I wasn't taking anything, you know, for immune support at the moment. My kids weren't taking anything for immune support at the moment. But I do have everything there that I need if I feel like their immune systems are needing additional support. To be honest, I do not jump straight into supplements as soon as my kids start to get sick because they're not, um, their bodies are designed to recover. 
we have been sold that we need these things to get well, but we actually have everything we need within us to move through illness. I do start to use things if I feel like I don't have the capacity for it or I feel like they're struggling to get stuff into them, then yes, I will add those those things in. But it's not the first thing I jump to if my kids start to get well. In saying that, if that's what you want to do and you really want your kids on supplements all throughout the winter because they catch everything, then please don't feel like there's any harm in doing so. For me personally, I have just moved through that extreme of doing it religiously and, you know, almost becoming dependent on supplements. I've now come full circle back into my roots and back into my truth, which is I'll use the supplements as they're intended for if they need them. Um, But my core and my deepest resonance is through herbal medicine, through teas, through making beautiful foods, through just resting and knowing that I'm going to be okay, they're going to be okay, sit inside the sun, your body's designed to innately heal. So after a few days of Charlie not getting better, like normally the kids get sick, you know, they're sick for three days and then they kind of start to get bounced back. And Charlie did not start that. She just kind of stayed in this really hard space. Um, By day five, I was begging her to take her supplements. Now, Charlie does not like to be forced to do anything. So she's my eldest. She's nearly 10 or nine and a half, she'll tell you. Um, we learned a lot throughout this experience of Charlie going, I, I know that these things can help me, but I don't like you forcing me to take them. I'm like, great, because I'm, I'm not forcing you to take them. I would really love to support you to nip this in the butt because it's gone off for too long. So I plugged it into her top values. And I said, look, you want to go back to Oztag on Monday. I know you're missing your friends. They're really missing you as well. And you want to go back to school on Tuesday. How about we try some things that might help support your body along a little bit? How about you stop eating two-minute noodles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and try the broth that I made you or try the smoothie that I made you? And eventually we got there. But she's now getting to this age where she wants to do her own thing and I've got to trust her in that. I've got to really trust her in her own process and finding her own body autonomy. And, yes, I'm the parent and, yes, there comes a time where I need to you know, really guide more intently than what I normally do. And I think that's where I got to when by day five. I was like, I love you, but we need to stop this now. We need to throw everything we can at you to get better because your body's taking a really hard toll. Um, I could see that she was starting to get really thin and like I've not seen her that unwell before. So we came in with all the things. She almost dry reached as she's trying to like swallow honey and and all of my herbal medicine and all of the things but we got there in the end um sagey he really is so fine to take herbs and supplements um he can feel the difference when he takes his herbs and supplements so he's already got that built into his nervous system that they're a safe thing whereas i don't think charlie's really had that before it's always been a bit of a juggle to get things into her body. Um, Panadol or things from the doctor, yes, she'll happily take, which is interesting, you know. Um, she kept saying, oh, you know, we should just go to the doctor. I'm like, darling, the doctor is going to tell us what we already know, that you have influenza, that you have a virus, and there's not really a lot you can do about it. You may get antibiotics. And to be honest, we're not going down that path yet. A little word on antibiotics because I, I get this question a lot. 
um, from parents. And even my mum asked me, she's like, so at what, at what point do you use antibiotics? Is there a, a, you know, after a certain amount of days as a naturopath that you say, okay, let's, let's sort this out. And for me personally, I just want to remind each mother of their own intuition that it is when you get to the point where you're like, I think she needs some antibiotics. Trust that, yeah. I would, I would air, air is not the right word. I would um, encourage you to discern your fears over your intuition. So, are we racing for medication straight away because we're scared that we've forgotten the fact that they have an immune system that they're generally going to be okay? That you know, yes, they're not feeling well, but they're all right. Um, or you know, are we are we sitting in that intuition of of going something's not moving here and they're needing a little bit of extra support? Or are you at the end of your tether? Because by day five, I was starting to get to the end of my tether, going, I don't know how much longer I can watch her do this for, and I don't know how much longer I can do this for. So. <laughs> Antibiotics is a real interesting thing. With a viral infection, most doctors will not give you antibiotics. I do hope that the majority of doctors will um, be advocating for that. A antibiotic is helpful when there's a bacterial infection. It is very difficult to know whether you've got a bacterial or viral infection, but most things going around at the moment are viruses and you will likely not respond overly well to an antibiotic unless you have a secondary bacterial infection, which I believe Charlie did have. Um, once we started her on the herbs and supplements and she cleaned up her diet, by the end of the day, she had actually started to come good. So I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that by the next time, if next time she gets sick, that she might remember that mummy's crazy concoctions do work a little bit. But if you do need to use antibiotics, please, um, I'd recommend doing a probiotic alongside it, get a really good quality one. Um, advanced probiotics have some great strains to help support immune system and recovery alongside um, antibiotic use. So please reach out if you need to get onto something like that. Um, we were using Panadol as it was needed. So for myself as well, again, it's another thing I get asked often, do you use Panadol um, or Nurofen, things like that. Personally, Nurofen sends my kids through the roof, so I have never used Nurofen um, then we learned that very early on in parenthood that they did not respond well to Nurofen. So Charlie was the only one who, and she'd only had one dose, but everything since then has been Panadol. And Panadol, again, if they need a break or if I need a break. So being a solo mama of three sick kids being sick myself, I was having Panadol as often as I needed it. I was also acutely aware that I needed my fevers and I needed the inflammation there in my body to help fight off the infection. So I drew the gaps out between Panadol and I was probably having it, you know, every eight hours or so. Um, the same with Charlie. It was as she came to ask for it and as she told me that she needed a break was when I would say that we'd whip out the Panadol. Um, every mum's different. Trust your intuition. If you can't stand it, don't use it. There's other ways that we can bring Panadols down, uh, that we can bring fevers down. Um, if you want to use it every four hours, that's okay too. Just recommend that you don't use it for a really long period of time. Please do not fear that we're going to be sideswiped by these type of medications. If we're only using them on an acute basis, the body knows how to get rid of them. Please don't forget that part.
I used Panadol to help um, manage fevers when they became unmanageable for her and for myself. We have been taught to really fear these things, yet a fever is the body's own uh, attempt at burning off and killing off viruses. We know that heat kills off bacteria. We know that heat kills off viruses. It is way more purposeful to have a fever than it is to use an antibiotic if you're trying to get rid of a virus. So we've been scared shitless of these things. So, you know, oh, my gosh, they've got a fever. They, I remember I used to get phone calls from daycare. Charlie's got a fever. Like if it gets above 39, we're going to have to call an ambulance. You know, it's just so over the top. We're so scared of these things. And I go, they're supposed to be there. We're supposed to have fevers. We don't want it to get too hot to the point where, yeah, it starts to impact their body, of course, and put pressure on their heart, of course. So we manage the fever. We, it looks like stripping them off when they're hot. You know, it looks like I didn't take the kids' temperature, um, but I could feel that they would, you know, they were hot, but they weren't like burning or passing out. Um, it looks like stripping them off, you know, using vinegar, soaked um, wet tea towels and peppermint oil on their body and fresh air and lots of cool drinks. And we got through a lot of fevers without needing to use Panadol. I was allowing the fever to run its course and do what it needed to do and breaking it if I needed a break or they were getting too exhausted by fighting off whatever they were fighting off and too exhausted from having the fever run for so long. Um, so I hope that helps if that answers any questions about Panadol, use of Panadol and use of antibiotics. Um, Supplements that we took. So for myself personally, I went on NAC and acetylcysteine. It helps break up mucus in the lungs, um, helps break up mucus around the sinuses. Um, I went on zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D. I went on magnesium to help my body after being hot and sweaty um, and dehydrated. I felt really achy and crampy. So I jumped on magnesium to help support my aches and pains. Um, and then I want herbs. So I had mullein, thyme, licorice, and echinacea, which was a beautiful combination. Charlie thought I was legit trying to kill her. And I went on an immune probiotic. Uh, which one was it? It was actually a kid's probiotic. I don't like using really high-dose probiotics for myself. Um, it was Metagenics Kids Immune Health, I think think anyway we stock it here at the clinic for any of your local mamas if you need any help we've got some immune support stuff in stock so that's what I took in terms of supplements and then food wise I did not have a lot of an appetite and I could not be bothered eating anyway um, and when I did I actually as Charlie started to get sick I made up a big broth and I made up a big chicken noodle soup and then she really was drawn towards cold stuff. So we had a lot of juices, a lot of smoothies. So I just made up a massive juice and a massive smoothie and just kept them in my fridge and she could just sip those as she needed to. Um, then when Hugo started to get sick, he was very excited to be introduced to juices and smoothies. <laughs> his little face just lit up like it was Christmas and he slurped them out of his bottle and he just thought it was the best thing ever. Um, so that was really helpful to get that. Like when you've got the you know, the um, raw throat, anything liquid and soupy or cold is really soothing for that. So we lived on when we felt like it, 
which was very little, uh, broth, chicken noodle soup, juices, smoothies, and a bucket ton of water. Don't stress too much if your kids lose their appetite or you lose your appetite. It will come back. It will come back with a vengeance. <laughs> Just ensuring that they're getting lots of hydration in. If that means you can only get hydration in through juice, so be it. The body will be fine with a few days of juice, okay? I know many people are like, oh, I don't want to give them too much. Just give them whatever you can get in, to be honest. If that's all they're going to be able to do is liquids, you know, how can we get that nutrition into them to help them feel a little bit better when they start recovering? So they were the things that we were scoffing. Um, me and Sage were having herbal tea. Charlie's not a huge fan of herbal teas. Um, Hugo's just starting to get it, but you know, by the time he gets a little bit in, he's probably only getting about a quarter of a cup a day. So he's still getting a really small amount of herbal teas. Yes, herbal teas are fine to give babies. The word on the street is that they recommend them over six months. For me personally, in my home, I've used herbal teas with my babies from, you know, day dot. I used to <laughs> dip Hugo's um, dummy in, the, in my digest tea when he was colicky. I found that really helpful. And then I also drank tea and drink tea like a fish. My immune tea, my digest tea were really nice and really soothing for the throat. So they are all in stock and online on my website if you need any. So I think I've covered everything that I wanted to say. Um, what we're taking, I want to talk about Panadol, um, fevers, supplements, what foods we're taking. And I hope you have found this information super helpful. So have a beautiful day. Thank you for being part of the show and I'll see you next time. Big love. Thank you so much for diving into this week's episode of Breathing Open Motherhood. It is truly a pleasure to be able to share this wisdom with you. If you have any questions or if you have any topics that you'd love to hear me riff on, I would really adore to hear from you. You can reach out to me on all the socials at charmaine.newmark.nourished or online at charmainenewmark.com. And I'll see you on next week's podcast.